Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Welcome, kids, to another fine, fine episode of the Ross Patterson Revolution! 
It is. Beautiful day uh, here. It's sunny. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice outs. Um, I, I, saw, I saw a woman walking down the street with a, with a facial mask on today. A full-on thing. Is that a, is that a, ladies and gentlemen, we got Jesse Wiseman in the show. Jables, the Jabler. Are you ready, Willing and Jables? Uh, is that a thing now? Are women just putting masks on, walking down the street? I, th- I like a don't facial mask. Any, well, I don't put anything past anyone, but so just walking, walking down a dog. the street, walking a dog. Oh, like nothing yeah. was happening. I'm gonna also bet that she was Asian, but yeah. I, you know what? Don't know because I couldn't see underneath the mask. She was okay. So yeah, they've got all of the technology. They've got all the the uh, the latest shit, and they have no qualms. But how many fucks do you not have to give to just walk down the streets with a mask on, walking your dog? Well, they, you know, you've seen them walking. They yeah. wear gloves. They wear the crazy visor mask. Yeah, but this yeah. is this is a full. It was a green facial mask, some sort of uh, mud, maybe mixed with guava. Um, Listen. Uh, I, I, I don't even know what else, uh, you know, is in that. It was some, some form of a seed. Uh, it looked like little tiny strawberry seeds or, or perhaps a blackberry seed, something like that. Seed. It was a fresh, fresh fruit, um, a seed of a fresh fruit on her face. She was walking with a smile, little Sharpay, adorbs, uh, and they were going, they were just heading to the park like nothing was going on. So it was early in the morning, like just around the, you know. The eight the eight a.m. area where it's like, all right, nobody's nobody's really up and going to the park. Uh, so you're, pro- you're probably going to have it to yourself, I guess. Right. Um, or you know, you went to bed the night before and you just you forgot about it. You just woke up and you're like, I got to walk the dog. Them. Boom, I got a fucking mask on, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna do my thing. And then she, maybe she got home, caught a glimpse of herself in the side mirror, and was like, oh fuck, I just I just walked my dog with a mask on. Yeah, I look like Jim Carrey walking down the fucking street, and I had no idea. Uh, I, I, I haven't had one personally, so I don't know what it feels like. I don't know if she could feel it. Uh, I don't know what her story was. I don't know what her story is either, but I'm sure, uh, she has no shame. Like yeah. Most fucking Americans. Okay. <laughs> she, okay. She had no sh- shame. She was just like the outdoors is my living room. Why not? Uh, Why it's, not? It's kind of like a those, facial mask. Yeah, no, I get it. It's kind of like those people who take their shoes off on planes where mm-hmm. you're just like, oh man, are you God. fucking, are you barefoot right now on the Southwest flight? Uh, to Vegas, like I'm already on a flight to Vegas now. You're fucking barefoot in this yeah. motherfucker. There's no first class in here. It's thirty minute flight. Yeah, thirty minute flight. There's no, there's no there's no first class in here. I'm stuck with you. I'm stuck <laughs> with you, grubby motherfucker. You checked in, uh, twenty three and fifty nine, twenty three hours and fifty nine minutes. Boom. One minute in, you got your fucking. I'm in the first group to board. I'm a I'm a one, and I'm I roll up to the airport. I'm fucking C thirty seven on a you know, on a Southwest flight. I don't give a shit. Um, but yeah, I look. She could be one of those people. Might not want to be. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. but, but I'm I'm tired of people not giving a fuck about their hygiene not, uh, and their self worth anymore. You know, I would I would love for us to have a little bit more shame as a as a nation. I would too. You know, remember I would too. When, let's just talk about flights. Do you remember when people used to fucking dress up? Not that we were alive, but I'm saying like right. it was a it was a thing. I, it was I, like I um, got a thing for you. I remember people smoked on a flight. So you were like you were As in a, a chi- plane. I was a, on a t- tiny child. I never. Yeah, tiny child. People were smoking on a plane. I was like, whoa. Oh, uh, yeah, and I mean, up until maybe you know five five six years ago, there was still those little tiny ashtrays on the seat rest. Oh yeah, very remember those? recently. Actually. Yeah, where you're like, actually, oh shit, on Southwest. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> 
So I it look, it was a thing for a while. Like looking back on it now, how the fuck did people smoke on planes? Yeah. It's crazy. I wasn't alive when you were allowed, but I was on a flight with my grandpa one time and he smoked in the bathroom and there were policemen waiting for him. I'm sure. Out, so. I'm sure. That's a big deal these days. So technically I've been on a plane where people smoke too, but um I think you know, it's already a fart tube. Can yep. you imagine yep. the the also the smoke? No, 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 I can't. I can't. Look, but plane is nothing plane. but a fart tube uh, filled with smoke on top of it. Yeah. Boy, I, you know, I can't. <laughs> like I can't a imagine nightmare. it. Nightmare. No. And that. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. And the, the clothing back then was super. You ever go to the thrift oh, store? Yep. 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 Pick up some old shit. And you're like, oh, man, this is vintage. This is dope. And you wear it out. You're about three hours into your evening. Pit starts sweating a little bit. There, there is a rare stink that comes out from those clothes that you're like, Jesus Christ, was everybody smelling like that back then? It's like a polyester. Don't have an answer. Or? Don't have yeah, an answer. Yeah. Um, I think it is. Only Does have guesses. Breathe. Does not breathe. Yeah. Well. Again, we've talked about this before. I'm not a soothsayer, uh, Jabes, so <laughs> don't expect me to do what? you a solid by trying to predict your future, Okay. Uh, let's get to some sponsors, shall we? Uh, first up, we got StrikeForceEnergy.com. One of the first. Yeah. God damn it. I love Strike Force Energy. A lot of people ask me, Ross, how are you so fucking amped up all goddamn day long like this? How do you have so much energy? Uh, it's not because I'm 26. Um, I'm just, I'm a couple summers older. That's about it. But it's because I use strikeforceenergy.com. It is the tastiest, tiniest little tin pouch full of energy, uh, that you just, you rip the pouch. It goes in every single liquid you could possibly imagine. Uh, it goes in Kool-Aid, it goes in water, it goes in sodas, uh, teas, wine, wine, liquors, liqueurs, uh, (laughs) beers. I love. I actually, I love it in fucking Miller Lite. Um, it, it goes in anything you could possibly imagine, um, and it'll it'll keep you going past the five hours. That five hour energy shit tastes like it tastes like garbage. It tastes like drinking hot fucking garbage that's been sitting in the middle of Baltimore on a Fourth of July day. Um, Strikeforce Energy doesn't taste like that. You got to kick the can. That's the slogan, kids. Uh, kick the can. They ship everywhere in the entire world. You get 20% off by entering the promo code REVOLUTION. Uh, Again, that's 20% off for using the promo code REVOLUTION. Uh, They ship anywhere in the entire world. They have a subscription of the Month Club, which I have, obviously, and I live. Um, And last but not least, uh, they got a bottle that pumps out 100 squirts of that shit. You can just put it right on your bar. Right on your barkeep. And we do. Yeah. Yeah. Big fan of StrikeForceEnergy.com. Uh, next up. Oh, 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 man. I've been waiting to say his name for a long time. A long time. Notice how I said it in a St. James Street James voice. I did. Because I've been waiting to say his name for a long time. Okay. I'm talking about none other than one of the stars of Helen Keller versus Nightwolves. <gasps> I'm talking about Van Sant Law. It's time to drop the hammer of justice. Uh, big fan of Van Sant Law. He's, he's arguably the, the finest personal injury lawyer in the entire United States of America. Uh, the guy's the best at what he does. Best in the biz. One of the finest lawyers we have. And, and a fucking upstanding citizen. Um, if you've been in a, in a personal injury 
uh, or a car accident. If you've got a personal injury at work, uh, you're looking for workman's comp. You've been in a car accident. Um, you know, any type of wrongful death. Uh, Van Sant Law is the guy you need to call. Um, call one eight five five G A injury. Yeah, that's one eight five five G A injury. Uh, I N J U R Y. Uh, another number that you can throw out there is four zero four nine nine one five nine five zero. That's four zero four nine nine one five nine five zero. Look, kids, if you've been hurt on the job, if your boss is treating you like shit, um, you don't like what's going on in the workplace. You're hurt. You got carpal tunnel. Somebody's slapping you around, sexually assaulting you, or you've been in some type of car accident. Van St. Law, look, him and his personal injury lawyers, they'll take care of you. They'll hook your shit up. Uh, and look, just some of the a few recent results. They got a $3.25 million case, trip and fall. Boom, $3.25 million. Uh, truck accident, $3 million. Medical negligence, $2.5 million. $2.3 million semi-truck accident. $2.3 million neck injury. $1.6 million wrongful death suit. These guys do not fuck around. They are the Johnny Cochran. Van Sant, David Van Sant is the Johnny Cochran of personal injury lawyers. Uh, huge fan. He's, he's worked with my family and some of my friends for years. Uh, love him. one ga injury uh, That is the number to call. Uh, figure it the fuck out, kids, and get on the Van Sant law train. Uh, next up, oh, Billy. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. You know, you fucking know with absolute certainty. How much I love Carnivore Club. I mean. Carnivoreclub.com is my fucking jam. Hell yeah. Uh, kids, what it is, is it's a meats in the, it's, it's a meats in a box of the month club. Uh, it's the finest meats delivered to you in a box once a month, right to your doorstep. Rain or shine. Rain or shine. Or hurricane. I'll hurricane add to that. Or yeah. shine. It made it through Hurricane That's Matthew true. to me. Everything, everything in the world shut down in Wilmington, uh, including the grocery stores, by the way. And that is no lie. They <laughs> shut down the fucking grocery stores. <laughs> and they, club. they put the metal, Boom. they put those metal, uh, oh, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't want to call those them fences. Yeah, there's yeah. barricades over the doors of the grocery store. Like people yeah. are going to start fucking rioting. It's like we live in Wilmington. Nobody's rioting over <laughs> anything. Um, but uh, there was a, a, a slam. Against my door, and what is it? I open up the door. There's a box of Carnivore Club. Holy shit! Yeah, and it was on a. It was delivered on a Saturday uh, by the 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 USPS man, the United States Postal. Yeah. And I I couldn't believe. It. I was like, oh my god! I had no power on, no nothing. Uh, I'm with I'm with my two year old son. But you just opened up that cured meat. And oh, and we went to bite. town. Yeah. What, what what it is? In all honesty, it is the finest cured meats from all over the world. They look for these fucking meats, and then. They buy them and then they put them up in this this box and the box is like super nice where you're just like, oh shit. Like you feel bad like throwing it away. Like I've been keeping them. I know. They're nice. They're yeah. nice boxes. Um, and, uh, and it's it's uh, spicy predible pork. Uh, they've got uh, salami. Salami, truffle salami. Oh like shit, yeah. All different kinds. Cajun. Yeah. yeah. They, they start to, I'm sure, tailor it towards you, but I mean- the best. It's one of the a best. If you don't know what bacon. to get for a bro yeah. or like another dude, you got to go to carnivoreclub.co. Uh, That's carnivoreclub.co. They're a co. They're a .co. Uh, type in the promo code REVOLUTION. You get 20% off uh, your first order. Your first order, you get 20% off. 
Big, big fan. Uh, it is a meat of the month club. Uh, next up, we, we've got arguably uh, my favorite beer in the entire world. I'm talking about Wilmington Brew Company. What? Yeah, Wilmington Brew Company. Love that. Local fave. Uh, Wilmington Brew Company makes the, I'm just going to say it's the finest beer in the United States. It is, I've literally had beer every single place in the United States. Wilmington Brew Company is my, it's my fucking jam. It's my Every fucking jam. Every time we have someone come from wherever yes. in the U.S. or the yep. world, they're like, we take them there. Yeah, you take, we always take and them to Wilmington like, Brew Company. Holy shit, yeah. this is the real deal. Yeah, Wilmington Brewery is, is, is the shit. Uh, look, right now, they're strictly North Carolina-based, that, but that is changing rapidly. Uh, they started off with a, a small store. Uh, they got bigger, got a little bigger shop. Uh, now they are on tap. At uh, fuck, I want to say 187 restaurants in Wilmington. I'm uh, uh, no 80 in Wilmington, 187 in the rest of the state of North Carolina. They're they're almost look they're in almost every single restaurant now in North Carolina. Uh, ask for Wilmington, the the Wilmington Brew Company. Tell them you want that Wilmington Brewery in your fucking mouth. Uh, I recommend Tropical Lightning. Uh, recommend the Raspberry Saison. And this sneaky goose is a fucking you gotta fave. Do this sneaky it's a fave, goose, dude. It's a fave. And if, if you come to Wilmington, North Carolina, stop in, tell them Ross Patterson sent you, and uh, enjoy it, folks. It's, it's as good as it gets. Last but not least, we've got the finest piece of literature ever written in the United States. I'm talking, I'm talking better than the Constitution. I'm talking better than the Bill of Rights. I'm talking better than the Magna Carta. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about at night she cries while he rides his steed, the first ever romance novel for dudes. Jables, can I get a horse noise? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, yep, yeah, best uh, in the biz. At night she cries while he rides his steed, first ever romance novel for dudes written by the genius, uh, the man among men, Ross Patterson. It's available in bookstores everywhere. Uh, Amazon.com, Walmart.com, every .com you can imagine, Barnes & Noble, the whole shit. Um, funniest book you'll ever read. If you, if you love my films, kids, you'll love the book even more because they let me go wilder, um, if, if that's even possible. Uh, so enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, you don't need an air conditioner in here because I'm a huge fan. Um, I... <laughs> I saw I saw uh, a, a a tender vid today, a touching video, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, this video uh, that I saw on the uh, the YouTube's um, was Denzel Washington actually. Um, he was uh, he was talking about acting, you know, the Oscars and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, just happened, and uh, it, it was a nice like throwback video of him talking about acting and what it's like and it was a round table of the who's who okay um i I believe the hollywood reporter did the video and you know it was was the some of the the bigger titans in the industry if you will and you know they get to him and they they talk about acting and filmmaking and all this shit and he was just like look it's it's all it's cool like everything like it's it's fine but let's not pretend like we're, we're that super important like oh yes there's people you know kids fighting for our freedom and all that shit getting shot in the face he goes we're just making a fucking movie at the end of the day um so let's not jump on and there was 
from everybody around the table, there was a twinge of like, ooh, uh, and and everybody like this this realization of like, oh, he's right, and we're we were about to say something super pompous, mm-hmm. and then Denzel Washington went first and just kind of shut that down. Um, what, people behind the curtain, and they did not want. Yeah, <laughs> they did not want that. I, I just, it's like you're not a you're not a special special flower because you make a movie. I made a lot of movies in my life. Um. Do I love him? Yes, you bet. Uh, at, at any point, did I think that you know I, my, my, I was in danger? It was a hard job that I was I could lose my life over only once. Uh, wrestled a live alligator on a tour bus in a movie called Darnell Dawkins, Malakatar Legend. <laughs> I thought I could. I, I thought I that, that's the only time I thought I could have lost my life potentially. Let's be fair, though. That was your choice because you wrote. It was. Ed. It was. It was. But so that was your choice. Well, it was and it wasn't. Uh, I uh, I'll give you a quick backstory on this. Um, <laughs> I, I produced the film as well. So I had to fucking hire this alligator. And so I called around. There was only a couple animal farms in Los Angeles. And uh, uh, there was one guy who was like, yeah, yeah, we got gators. You need gator, and you would only call it a gator. You wouldn't call it an alligator. And I was right, like, right. I'm trying to be professional about it. I'm like, I'm like, oh look, I I need to rent your alligator. What's what's the what's the day rate for the the alligator, or whatever? And he goes, oh, uh, well that gator, um, oh boy, you're gonna need uh, at least two handlers, a driver to drive it down from wherever the bumblefuck he was from. Right. And uh, and he goes, uh, you know, and then food and. And thing I was, I was like, ah, oh, well, I'll give you per diem. You know, you, you can buy whatever food you want. He goes, no food for the gator. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so he gives me the quote. It's crazy hot. Like the the it was it was too much for this movie. And I was like, but I I wanted this shot. I wanted this this alligator in the movie. It was a really funny part of the film. So I said, look, how do I cut down on cost? And he goes, well, uh, you could come up to my place. What are you doing with the gator? And I was like, uh, it's a scene where I'm kind of wrestling it on a tour bus. Uh, it plays one of my best friends um, in life, this, this alligator. And he goes, okay, so are you, go- are you going to put this gator on the bus? And I was like, yeah, I mean, the gator's going to be on the bus. I was, like, uh, I was like, can the gator go on the bus? Like, is that one of those things where you can't, you can't drag it up the stairs or, you know, won't walk down like a horse or something? Like, it won't oh walk backwards? God. And he's like, no, man. Why the fuck would you say that? And I was like, uh, I don't, I don't know, you know, reason. Like, you seemed like it was a big deal that I was gonna have a fucking alligator on the bus. And uh, he's like, man, this alligator has starred in a lot, a lot of films, a lot of fucking. Fi-. I was like, oh, so I'm sorry, I, I was unaware the alligator was famous. And he goes, uh, you ever seen those Vaseline commercials, the alligator? And I go, yeah. Oh my and he God. goes, that's the gator. And I was like, oh, all right, fuck, uh, let's party. So he cuts his quote. And he says, look, you can come up here and shoot him a ranch, bring the tour bus up here, which we did, gassed up this tour bus, went up to this guy's ranch in the mountains. Uh, turns out when we get there, greeted by uh, three thunderous lions, uh, whatever the, uh, a sound a lion makes. I think that what I made is pretty exact. Uh, I'd say it's recording quality. Those of you at home uh, who want to license that lion noise royalty free. I'm not going to charge you. I'm not going to call anybody. I'm not going to call ASCAP or anything. Um, he had lions, bears. Oh, my. Uh, alligators, <laughs> uh, deer. He had everything. He had the bear from, um, uh, what was the movie? Will Ferrell. He was playing the, the basketball player. Oh. Yep. Who had the bear ended up killing people. Um, and ended up killing somebody. And I think they had to put the bear down 
bear killed somebody on, a, on another movie. Uh, so he had that bear. He, had a, he, had, he was the animal guy. And so there was only like, like two of these guys who were, who were doing animal shit, right? So I get there. I get on the bus. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm prepping for the scene or whatever. There's another actor in the scene with me, a guy named uh, Michael Raymond James. Uh, fantastic actor. Uh, was in Once Upon a Time, True Blood. Uh, fuck. That, that, that Jack Reacher movie. Ton of shit. Uh, yeah. Oh, he was on that History Channel thing. Uh, he was uh, Paul Revere. Um, oh, yes, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, he, uh, he was in the film, and we get on the bus. They place the alligator down, and it's on this leash that, no lie, is the leash for a dog. Like a tiny, a tiny dog. Just like a nylon. Y- yeah. Like... B- like a barely, like, but through a rope slit, so there was no, like, clip on it or whatever, <laughs> and there was a dude holding the thing, and the alligator had duct tape around his eyes. And I was like, what's the, what's the duct tape for? I was like, we, we got to take the duct tape off because we got to see the alligator and the, like the eyes and the scene and all that stuff. And he goes, oh, we'll, we'll take off the tape when you're ready, when the oh alligator's God. ready. Oh God. It was duct tape on the eyes, and then they had duct tape around the beak of it. And uh, what, what the, the snout. The beak. It's called the a snout. Mouth, yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. a snout of the alligator. Yeah. Uh, so he takes the fucking uh, tape off when we, when we start filming. Mike is behind me. Couple other extras in the scene behind me, uh, and I'm holding this raw chicken in front of the face of the alligator, and it's supposed to be my best friend. So I'm, you know, I'm into it. I can't look scared, right? And so everybody else uh, can though. So, anyways, we get we uh, we we yell action. I got the chicken up, and the alligator opens wide, and it it is the loudest hissing noise, like an alligator hissing. It's like a hiss noise they make. It is fucking frightening. It is downright fucking frightening. Like you were thrown back into the dinosaur age where you're like, oh shit. I bet you, I bet you that is exactly what it was like when like a T-Rex oh, it's a opened its mouth. Yeah. 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 And I was just like, and it's, it is no lie, probably 18 to, to 24 inches front of my face. And then on the other side of it, what you can't see is this guy holding it back with a leash. He's not even looking at the alligator. Uh, he's looking out the window, bored as shit. And I'm just like, no bigs. no bigs. Another day at the J-O-B for that guy. Oh, my God. Um, we get one takedown. Mikey's like, cool. I'm out of here. <laughs> See ya. Good. We good? We good? It's yeah. one take. Timmy, it's all we need. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran out of the fucking bus. I, and I'm stuck because I'm on the floor with this alligator at this point. Um, I had to get, we had to get a, a couple shots of him facing me, me feeding him, and then me wrestling him and pulling him by the tail and shit like that. Um, so uh, when, when we turn around, start wrestling the alligator. They were like, just give it a little tug on the tail. Now, if he whips his snout around, I'd, I'd jump up if I were you. Sure enough, we start the scene. Start pulling on the alligator. Fine cuts. Boom. Th- this fucker flips around and just faces me. And I was just like, oh, my God. I, 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 powerless. Powerless to do anything. Uh, almost lost my life that day. Oh, my God. Was that a long story? Yes. Was it a special story? You bet you. Yeah. Did it? Was it a little insight into what you would go through? Yeah. To, on a production. You know, that's, yeah. That's, the that's what I did. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so today, there was a buck naked man in that scene as well. Uh, he ironically Chip, was yeah. unafraid, uh, although his dick and balls look like a piece of chicken. Piece of chicken just hanging out Because he, sha- he was shaved. He's fully shaved, man. You know, no pubes. Huh. No pubes. Interesting that he would be a shaved man. I know yeah. Chip, so. No, I mean. And I'm talking not just the pew, like he shapes every, 
every last wow. inch of his 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 oh, person wow. is shaved. Now listen, yep. since you're dishing, sounds like you're a little bit. You know, we're going into the dirt. Ah, you... I, I'll talk about whatever. I don't, I don't give a fuck. You don't care. You'll name names, right? Yes. Yeah. You can <laughs> ask me whatever you want about Hollywood. I don't. I don't no care. one will, which is I know retarded. They'll just be like, I don't want to say who it is, but. Well, Why I, I will. I will yeah. Why not? I will say this though. Like, are you uh, afraid that like they won't hire? I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't give. I don't yeah, give a fuck. Like Everybody else a is fuck. though. But I own. Also, own my own production company and make yes. my own movies. I haven't auditioned f- for anything. Anybody else's shit, and I don't know. So are you? You're at the years. point where you can name names. Yeah, I don't care. All right. So who? Who is like? Who was a dick? Who was a dick to you? Uh, one, one of my one of my first dickish moments in Hollywood. Where I was like, oh my God, welcome to Hollywood, was uh, Jennifer Lopez's manager. What? Uh, yeah, I worked a. Uh, uh, when I got to Los Angeles, uh, Staples Center had just opened up the, uh, where the Lakers play. They were replacing uh, the forum in there. And yeah. uh, so I was a, a, a waiter for the luxury boxes. I was trying to get an agent. Um, I had sent out, when I originally got to Hollywood, I had sent out like fucking 300 headshots and resumes like twice a week twice a week every you know every week nothing uh so then i was like fuck get a job at staples like dude there'll be a bunch of agents and managers there like i'll get to fucking shine so i was a waiter for the luxury boxes met an agency there one of the biggest ones in hollywood icm uh one of the agents was like hey uh we do private but like he's like you're really really funny fucking dude um you know you'd be cool to work these parties like just serving drinks and food um, and he was like, it's private and you'll have to sign like an NDA that you can't talk about anything here. Okay. Um, which I did. And, oh uh, no, are they going to sue you? No, because he passed away. Okay. Um, passed away. So that, the, the got you, got I'm you. in the clear Go. now. So now I, I don't give, uh, 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 and I've told these stories privately, um, uh, but I, I don't give a fuck. So one night, uh, the, the gig was this, you worked, they had a screening of uh, this agent was super cool. Old, old, old guys, super old school. And uh, the deal was you screened uh, every Friday night. He was screening of one of his client's movies, his n- their new movies. Okay. So the client, he'd invite the client over. Super old school shit. I fucking loved it. It was a, oh. it was a blast. Yeah. Super old school shit would have the client over, uh, their managers, if they had managers, uh, their loved ones, and their family. So the parties were usually between 12 and 15, no more than that. Mm-hmm. He had a private movie theater in his house uh, with a projectionist. So the projectionist oh would God. walk, yeah, would drive the, the movie over from the studio, still in the, in the tin, put on the projection, play the movie in this private movie theater in the house. Fucking rad. Uh, so one of the, the, the very first parties I worked was for Jennifer Lopez. Um, I forget which movie it was. Uh, I'm not a Jennifer Lopez fan. Uh, although, None of her movies, no. Surprisingly, she, she was pleasant that night, but her manager was a, just a cunt this yeah. I, anyways, so they had come up and they were like, hey, I've got this wine or whatever. It's for Jennifer. It's for fucking Jennifer. Don't let anybody else drink this. It's just for Jennifer. And it was like one of those like, I wanted to know. I wanted to know that yes. it came from me. And this is just for Jennifer. And you're like, fuck, man. Uh, it's like one of those people that, you know, it's like going to somebody's house, bring a, a bottle of wine over to their house. You end up drinking the whole bottle of wine and they don't get any. And you're like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I open up this wine. I'm like, oh, okay, it's for fucking Jennifer. I open up this wine and I go to pour a glass, grabs my hand, grabs my fucking hand. Do not pour that fucking wine. 
don't pour the fucking wine. Do you understand how much this, this bottle of wine is? And I was like, uh, no, I don't. And he was like, well, what do you mean you don't, you don't understand how much this bottle of wine is? And I was like, motherfucker, I'm a bartender. I was like, if I knew how expensive bottles of wine were and I was drinking bottles of wine like this on the reg, do you think I'd, I'd be a fucking bartender at a party tonight for a movie? No, no, I wouldn't. You know, I, I don't know what the fuck this is. So were you just pouring Jennifer's wine for just a rando? No, for Jennifer. I was pouring oh, okay. for Jennifer. Okay, um, then what the fuck's the problem? Eh, here's the problem. I didn't let it breathe. Didn't let the wine breathe, Japes. Uh, that was my first mistake. Uh, Did not let this wine breathe for 20 minutes. Uh, I'm going to take it a step further. He set a, a, a clock. Set a, went ahead and start, started the ticker for the 20 minutes. For it to breathe? Yeah, 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 for it to breathe. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, come back 20 minutes later. Great. Pour this, pour this glass of wine. Take it over to Jennifer. Tell her it's from me and that I'm the one who brought the wine yeah, over. Yeah, I did and my I job. Like, I did my job. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm a special, I'm a special person. I'm a flower. Took it over to her. She was like, oh, okay, great, great. Thank you so much. You know, whatever. Didn't drink it. Didn't drink it the whole night. Uh, mm. she was, she's not a big partier. Um, so d- didn't drink the wine. There was another guy working with me, kind of like my, 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 like a bus boy for mm-hmm. me, like cleaned up the shit Our or whatever. Back, yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh. And so when they, when they turn the corner, when this, this fucker turned the corner, I grabbed the bottle of wine and straight into my mouth. Of course so you I did. Took, uh, I took a good, good quarter out of that wine um, sure. on one fucking solid pull. Um, it was a little, it was my way of saying fuck you. Sure. Uh, the other thing about it was uh, I'd never had wine that expensive. Wanted to try it, you know? Yeah. And uh, what do you think? Worth no. every penny. Really? <laughs> Uh, no, no, it was good. It was it was it was really good wine. And you're like, oh shit, uh, wine wine's different than champagne, where it's like, you know, you buy an b- expensive bottle of champagne, it tastes like shit to me. I like the cheap, real cheap champagne, like fucking, you know, the sweet stuff. Good the, to uh, know. Good Seven ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Um, things like that. But yeah, I, I worked. Uh, I worked a lot of fucking. So I, I mean, I got to be up up close with like the biggest celebrities on the planet. I would say. Probably six to eight months since I'd moved to, to Los Angeles. So I got to know a lot of them. Like yeah. the, the biggest people in the business where you were yeah. just like McConaughey. Uh, he was fucking rad. He was rad. Uh, awesome. And he, Every uh, single who time. Who else was like, oh and I, shit. Like, and I kind of got rad. to know him a little bit. You know, we weren't like bros where we called each other. But every time I would see him out, because it was a point where, you know, I got my first lead in a studio movie. It wasn't bartending anymore. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, man, you were always fucking cool, man. <laughs> you know? And <laughs> yeah, I was just yeah. like, all right, all right, awesome. So, um, it, yeah, there was, uh, there was a time where, uh, talking about a cool guy McConaughey story, like, uh, there was a time there was an Oscar party. And uh, he was like, hey, let's, 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 uh, let's, let's go down to the bar, man. Let's go get some ladies. You know, Stop. he was single, you know, not married. This was fuck, years ago. Uh, you know, I was single or whatever. And I was just like, and it was with his manager. And I was like, hey, I would go, here's what's going to happen. We're going to walk down to this bar. And, and they're literally like, I'll, I'll be invisible. I'll be the fucking invisible man in that room. Right. Like, no, 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 man. I'll take care of everything. It's been cool, man. I'll, yeah. Man, you're Ross, man. I'll take care of you. You know, I was like, <laughs> sure. So we, we, go, we go down to this bar. No lie. Uh, I literally got shoved. Uh, uh, do you know that uh, supermodel H- Helena Christensen? She was in the that video. Um, 
No, I want to haul it. Oh, yeah. 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 So literally girls start running like it's like it's a fucking Black Friday sale when McConaughey walked down to this bar. Never seen anything like it to this day. Uh, She fucking shoves me with the force of a Heisman winner, like a Bo Jackson Heisman. I mean, in my chest where I was like, oh, like I I lost my breath for a second. I was like, oh. Um, he was, I mean, just swarmed by girls. So it's me and his manager who got shoved out of the way. Um, nobody knows who the fuck I am yet. I don't have a movie out, nothing. Right. And, uh, and so I look over and I was like, yeah, Hey, what about going to the bar with, uh, you're going to take care of your boy Ross and all the, the whole shit. He's like, Oh man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. You know? And I was just like, he was always just cool. Uh, shit. he's as cool as you would hope he would be. Right. Um, another one, by the way, was, uh, Denzel actually. That was cool. Uh, yeah, that, that, that fucking video I saw was not, like, uh, I got to spend, like, a good, I spent, I'll, I'll put it this way, I spent three hours alone with Denzel Washington one night at that house. Um, what, and, that you were bartending? Yeah, and it was an awesome, probably one of the greatest, one of my greatest Hollywood stories of all time. That you were working this party and, yep. you, okay. It, it was, uh, uh, so it was for the hurricane. Movie The Hurricane had just come out. Oh yeah, and he was great in it. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, my my job after you know people were having hors d'oeuvres and then there were drinks and then I would walk everybody up to this movie theater because it was around the back of the house. Um, I would seat everybody. There was a full uh, popcorn, uh, fresh popcorn was being cooked, candy like everything inside of a real movie theater was in here. So I brought everybody candy, popcorn, made one last drink before the movie started. Uh, turned the lights down, and then the agent was always like, "Hey." Uh, after you finish cleaning up in the other room, just come watch the movie and hang out. Oh, and I was like, dude, dope. I'm, this is fucking amazing. Amazing. So I go back down, and uh, at this point, I'd seen a few movies. I go back down, and I start cleaning up. Denzel Washington's downstairs still by the bar, and he's playing, playing pool by himself. And uh, I'm kind of cleaning up or whatever, and I was like, uh, Mr. Washington, I was like, do you want to, the, the movie's about to start. Do you want me to, to hold it or go tell him to hold it or whatever? And he's like, no. No, no, let him watch the movie. And I was like, uh, okay. And I was like, uh, I was like, why? You don't want to s- see it? I was like, have you not seen it? And he goes, I never watch my own movies. Love I it. Never watch my own. Movies. I was like, oh shit. And then he just looks at me and he goes, you you play pool? And I was like, yeah, 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 I play pool. You know, I'm not a great pool player, but I play pool. And he goes, uh, six hundred dollars a game. And I was what? like, what? And, and like, I at this point, I don't know if he's serious or not. Um, right, and I was just like six hundred. I was like, "Are you are you fucking serious?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, six hundred dollars a game. Let's play for six hundred dollars a game." And I was like, "Yo, again, do you think I would be working here if I could afford to play for six hundred dollars a game?" And, pull? and he just starts dying laughing. He's like, "I'm, I'm kidding." You go, gentleman's bet, gentleman's bet, okay, okay. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So that night, I got to literally ask him every single acting question. Uh, for because that Hurricane's a long movie. About two hours and forty five minutes. Did he seem cool with it, or was it great, like buddy? great? Because it was just the two of us. So um, he was into like talking about it. Yeah, and so because I, I was I wasn't evasive. I wasn't like fanning yeah, out yeah, yeah. or just or whatever. Asking. And I just said, "Hey, I'm out here trying to do this, and you know, and I just finished NYU, and uh, and he was just like, oh, oh, I I, I, I trained in New York, and so we had kind of had that in common, talking about New York, and um." Talking about his life, like uh, acting from way back, like he, mm. he did plays on Broadway, and like, oh, yeah. uh, I mean, he's old school, like a real actor, mm-hmm. and all of that shit. And um, uh, I literally got to ask him like every fuck. It was like inside the actor's studio for just me. 
I got to ask him any question I wanted. I even asked him questions about his movies. Um, I'm not going to give his secrets away because I'll let that be with him because I don't want to ruin that. Yeah, because he was cool. That's not like naming names. That's like letting. Yeah, and like cool. there's tricks of the trade where uh, you don't want to spoil it for the audience. And like he taught me some shit that I was like, oh, fuck. And I used, ended up using later on, stole it from him. And, uh, yeah. and, and he was just fucking rad about it. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, I I'll never forget that night. For, so for two hours and 45 minutes, the length of Hurricane, I just, me and Denzel Washington playing pool together. Um, and Mel, oh, you know who was there? Mel Gibson was there that night. What was his fucking sitch? Uh, he, he was a fan of Denzel. They had the same agent and wanted to see the movie. So he came over to the house. And uh, dude, I got to say, uh, Mel Gibson, weird guy. Uh kind of kind of quirky kind of it kind of had ticks where it was um mm. uh he would i mean he was just pounding drinks like a a straight scotch guy and just smoke right. chain smoking cigarettes uh, all night yeah but he was a nice guy right and um you know when that racist shit came out about him i was surprised because i was like man i i didn't see any of that like dude he you know yeah he was a fan of denzel like was asking him shit like he was proud of him and i, I mean it was Cool to see where you're just like, oh, shit. There's right. another like huge actor supporting another huge actor. And to my knowledge, they had never worked together before. So he was just a fan coming to see another fan. And I was just like, oh, shit. But I did ask Denzel this. I was like, well, I was like, there had to have been some movie you watched like somewhere along the line, you know? Because um, he, he, he also said, he's like, I don't watch movies. Oh, you're saying one of his that he had to have seen. No. So after his, uh, somebody else's, like, hey, what's the last movie you've seen? Oh, okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he was like, uh, he was like, oh, uh, I was on a cruise with my wife in Italy, and I watched this movie uh, inside the ship. It was all in Italian. I was like, oh, my God. That's it? And he goes, yeah, yeah. That's it. He goes, it was beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. And I was like, fuck, fuck. Uh, all right, cool. Cool. Um, (laughs) Well, that kind of sounds like the dream encounter to me. Like I was, Mm. I was gonna ask, like, what is your dream? Oh, well, I've had. Look, I've had, I've had, you know, shitty, like horrible people too. Where you're just like, uh, one, one of my first horrible celebrities to my face was Arliss. You remember Arliss, the guy who played Arliss? Yes. Yeah. Why do I know that? Oh God! It was an HBO show where he played. Why a do I know? I don't want to know that. Or, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, my very first gig in LA was I was a waiter for the Emmys. Um. Uh. Their after party. So the uh, the the governor's ball, the inaugurate the the governor's ball yeah. afterwards. I was a waiter for that, and I had, man, I. I had a bunch. I had like eight tables, and it was like fifteen people a piece. It's exactly like you see on TV. But they didn't. Have, for some reason, they don't hire enough waiters for that shit. So like, never. I was working like eight eight tables, and uh, Wolfgang Puck was was cooking. He had made the food back in the kitchen, and so like you know he fucking <laughs> bring the plates out like this and fucking hold them like this and do the whole shit like this and blah blah blah. And uh, uh, and they also told us to serve people. Uh, in order of, of most important, like who we thought was most important. Oh my God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like uh, I had the friends table was, was one of mine. All right. And I had like friends was, you know. They're all the most important still. Still. Yeah. And, and that was like 2000, the height of their show. Like, and they were just super fucking famous. Um, all of them were all, yeah, all of them were pretty fucking cool. Um, and they were just kind of like, ah, 
let's let's peace out of here and go to like a fucking cool party. We need to be real people. Um, So anyways, I was walking around serving people and uh, there was a gap and Arliss had took this plate and I was like, hey, I think it was, it was, it was for somebody at HBO, somebody else at HBO, like the, like the president of HBO. Right. And I was like, hey, that's for so-and-so or whatever. And I picked the plate up and I put it, tried to put it back down. He grabs my fucking arm and he goes, I want that piece of meat. And I was uh. like, oh. Okay, uh, well, let me ask. And he was like, no, I'm taking the fucking meat. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I go, I literally, I was like, easy, Arliss, easy. To his face, <laughs> the whole shit. I think his name is Robert Wool, or uh, was his name, his real name. And uh, he fucking lost his shit um, and was trying to look for a manager. There's no manager. It's fucking utter chaos there at the Emmys. And I was like, good luck finding him. Uh, I saw this man take down that entire fucking filet mignon in three bites. He just cut it into thirds and just stuffed it in his mouth. I was just like, ah, 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 ah. and you were just like, oh boy, what the fuck? Uh, another one who was cool that night, though. You remember Courtney Thorne Smith? She was a blonde girl, uh, a blonde woman. She was been on TV forever. She was on Melrose Place. She was on uh, Family Ties. Uh, she was Alex P. Keaton's girlfriend. Um, yes. She was in uh, Summer School. You ever seen that movie Summer School with Mark Harmon? Yes. Great fucking movie. Yes. Old school 80s Courtney movie. Thornsmith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she, she was like uh, uh, super cool, like kind of reminded me of like a surfer chick or something. It was her and her husband. Robert Wool. Yeah. Sorry. Robert fucking Wool. I, right. I just want to name his name. That's because fine. I named it. I, I got it right. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Courtney Smith. Smith. So that was a cool one because she she was like, "Hey," she goes, "Hey, man, what's the deal with the, what's the deal with this these these plates of food?" And I was like, "What do you mean? You're gonna have as many as you want?" She goes, "But can I take them out of here?" And I was like, "Oh, I was like, do you want you want to take the whole oh. plates out of here?" She goes, "Yes, but I can't take the plates out of here." But she goes, "You can," like because people are you know paparazzi's gonna snap her fucking going back to her. Thing with full plates and silverware. I mean, I'm talking the plates inside the, the fucking governor's ball. So, oh my god! Yeah. So she was like, she was like, look, we. She was like, all our booze is out in the car. We're gonna, we want to go to another party. Like, I just don't feel like being here with these fucking people. And I was like, oh, all right, awesome. Wow. So there, there was a back door for employees, and I was like, yeah. I was like, just show me which limo is yours, like wave or something, or stand by it. And she was like, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I go out, I grab a couple of plates for her and her husband's silverware. <laughs> like the actual plates, not like a paper plate or anything. Yeah. And she's hanging out of the roof of the limousine. And she's, and she's waving. She's like, hey, hey, I'm over here. I was like, all right, cool. So I put two plates in through the, through the fucking roof. She gave me money, tipped me, and then just drove off and took the full plates of, it was filet mignon with like, you know, the whole Bernays and the fucking, oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a slideable plate. Like when the food slides, you're like, oh shit, that's uh Isn't that funny? I used to bartend too. And like the weird stuff that people like that would ask you for. And yeah. you're like, I, I'm just going to do it. Like you have more allegiance almost to them than your boss. You'd, you'd get fired for like. Yeah. To do stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, I would yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. even if my boss found out, like, I'm giving food to Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to do it. Like, I would never be like, no, I can't. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. You're going to do it. I, I, so uh, also that night, it was, I mean, it was, a, it was a bunch of cool shit that night. I remember, uh, 
uh, right after the show ended, uh, Dennis Miller and Jay Moore walked in, and they, they were Jay they were already Moore. drinking. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there was a band playing like an old like uh, symphony, you know, like of older people, and and uh, and Dennis Miller just screams out, "Why don't you play some fucking Freebird?" And uh, oh. super funny. Yeah, and I was just like, oh my god, awesome! I was a, a I was a huge Dennis Miller fan at the time, big fan of him on SNL, and um, uh, and then all of a sudden everybody turns. Like I see, I see everybody stop and just turn, and I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Even the band kind of looked over, like in the corner of his room, like the entrance was. Heather Locklear walked in, oh. showstopper. Uh, in, and it is it is really a showstopper. Oh, at the time, you know, two thousand whatever, prime. And, yeah. and you were just like, oh, my God. And De- I think Dennis Miller just, I mean, he just taps me on the arm and he goes, Jesus Christ, you ever seen a more fucking beautiful gal in your life? And I was like, <laughs> like no, I have yeah, yeah. And Jay Moore was like, it's almost like she's floating into the room right now. Oh and I was like, God. it was like a, a, these two just went off on a comedy routine. Right. I'm, not, I'm, I'm a fucking waiter, so I can't hop along in there as sure. a, as a, as a you threesome. You knew your lane. I knew you my knew fucking, lane. I knew my yeah, lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I watched her walk, and I was like, "God damn!" Uh, to this day, there's only uh, one other person who stopped a room like that, celebrity wise. Oh, thank you, Jesse Wiseman. <laughs> Jesse Wiseman. No. Uh, no, 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 there was one more. It was it was Gwen Stefani. I saw. Oh, I was at yeah. the uh, Teen Choice Awards. One of my best friends was nominated for a Teen Choice Award. She walked in, uh, and it just stopped the entire room. I was like, "Oh my!" Uh, you couldn't look d- directly you into can't. her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was a. I don't know what she was, what she does, or where she sleeps. Just um, like a thing, it's just like an aura. It's crazy. I don't know what. Her yeah, it is, is, man. It is. It's crazy. Um, but then there was other nights where it was like uh, I worked. Uh, I worked a party for Edward Norton, um, and he was dating. Uh, I did a uh, uh, People versus Larry Flint. Okay, so he was with Courtney. Yes. Love. Yeah. Courtney Love, and they both came together, and there was they were dating. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, famously and like it was always like what? super weird and he was really smart and intelligent yeah um, how did they look together was it like yeah no i no. i thought it was weird mm-hmm. i thought it was weird uh, me personally yeah because she was still courtney love like ah loud yeah. fucking bah. uh and and dude salma hayek was there too uh which oh. they ended up dating and like they got a fight that night like he said, or she said, Courtney Love said that he was looking at Salma Hayek, some other shit, and like, um, it was crazy. Ooh, all and, and all three of them had the same agency. Yeah. So it was, you know, you connected the dots, and you were like, oh fuck. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, she was fucking out to lunch. I feel like anytime that there's a big group of celebrities, there's and peep actors and that yeah. kind of world, it's gonna be weird and there's gonna be weirdness because yeah it's just the world right yeah uh, b- by the way most fucked up person i've, I've seen I-, I got to meet was was whitney houston uh fucked up yeah like, like drugs drugs out yeah. of her mind yeah, like yeah, yeah. eyes gone mm-hmm. doorbell like I- I- i'm I've heard clean- that i'm cleaning up i was cleaning up uh for the night and uh i would say i, I usually got out of there around 1 30 1 30 in the mm-hmm. morning too somewhere in there mm-hmm. um and uh, it depended upon who wanted to stay and chat and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, doorbell rings. It's Whitney Houston. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, and she's glass eyes. Oh, yeah. Gone. She was mm-hmm. like, oh, she's like, oh, hi, honey. Is so-and-so here? And I was like, yeah, I'll get him. Um, get him, you know, get the person, whatever. And she, 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 whoever she was meeting 
she was grabbing drugs and then she bounced. So she well, gra- grabbed drugs and then bounced, profesh. and that she's was that been. was it. But uh, uh, yeah, there was some there was some crazy there, people. Can I ask you? Is there anyone that you haven't met that you always were like, ah, I I want to meet them or a dream like open invitation to the show like i just want to talk to you no not i i would say uh, there's, there's no there, one there's two left there's two left on my list mick jagger and uh man at this point i met keith richards okay i'd have to say and he was fucking awesome yeah he's exactly like you hoped i mm-hmm. met him at a golden globes thing um uh in 2002 i was doing i was doing press right it was right before the new guy came out and um like 9-11 had happened and all that shit. So security was super fucking tight. Mm-hmm. Like really, really fucking tight. Um, and we had to go in in groups and they split it up into uh, last names. So it was P through R. And you had to go in in groups of eight. And, and the time I, I went with, I was with my agent. And the, the, the time that uh, we had arrived was the exact time as them. So it was me. And they put eight of us in an elevator. It was me, Keith Richards, and Joe Perry. From fucking oh, Aerosmith. Dang. Yeah. And so I, I, Stones, Rolling Stones are my all time favorite mm-hmm. band. I knew this might be my only shot to ever meet Keith Richards. And also, like, I had a movie coming out where I was a lead in and I felt like, all right, I belong here. Yeah. And I felt like I was dressed to the nines. Like, uh, sure. it was cool, you know? And I was just like, hey, the elevator starts going up and I was like, hey, man, I just want to tell you, like, you, you guys are the fucking greatest rock and roll band of all time. Uh, and I didn't give a shit saying that in front of Joe Perry either. Joe Perry kind of gave gave a look like Ugh. I mean, of course, he's I'm sure yeah. he's heard it all the time. Yeah, and uh, so Keith Richards just looks at me, punches me right in the fucking shoulder, oh. and he goes, "We are one hell of a band, aren't we?" <laughs> and right in the that, I was like, "Yeah." The elevator doors Killer. open. Elevator doors open. There's all these people in this this after party for the Golden Globes, and he just looks at everybody, goes to the bar, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god!" I called. Every friend that I had uh, sure. back home, college, everything. I was like, you're not fucking believe that was Keith Richards. My agent's like, hey, you want to get off the fucking phone? Because you've been talking on the phone for like an hour to all your buddies saying you, meet, you met Keith Richards. Like, but they, they know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that, so was, that was what. So I, I would say it's down to, it's j- in, in my life, I would say it's just down to Mick Jagger. Um, Out of everybody yeah, I would that have said, you can meet, that you could sit Well, the others are really? dead. The others are dead now. So I would have I said Prince and Bowie. Uh, wow. And that would have been the list. Actor-wise, met them all. Um, I can't really think of anybody. Dead serious. I, I can't really think of too many people that I haven't gotten to meet. Like, I mean, I'm, I met Tom Cruise. Like, mm-hmm. fuck, I got to talk to Tom Cruise. I got to, right. to shake his hand, talk to him. Like, and he was the dopest motherfucker on the planet like he's the coolest guy there is uh he's got he's got this power over you whatever i don't know science how whatever the fuck they're teaching him in that scientology thing like when he talks to you it's like he's known you for 30 years and and he's having a deep emotional connected conversation with you and he doesn't know you and it's uh it's so incredible. I've heard it's like you're the only person in the room. He's so emotionally present and give it. It's like this. Cra- yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But like that's what I've heard. Yeah. Because because like even like the weird people that like you wouldn't think of like like oh Ross probably didn't meet Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Bob Thornton. I have mm-hmm. I met them once at a screening at the DGA of a movie and uh, that's that's when she was wearing they were wearing the blood vials around each other. Yeah. And they dude there was a. Back behind the DGA, there was a, a place for like limos and like private cars and shit like that. 
and uh, they were just making out like with the windows down in this fucking limo, just like I mean, it was really what it was, what you saw in the tabloids. Right. You were like, oh fuck. Um, just annoying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, at one point or another, I feel at least the people I've wanted to meet, you okay. know, um, I, I would say at one point or another, uh, I have, and not that that you know is a fucking great thing, because sometimes you meet these people and you're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, you know. Yeah. I don't like that person. I don't like this person. Yeah. And, you know, at this point, I've done 25 movies, 26, somewhere in there. Like, I've worked with a lot of people, too. Usually, the people that they say are fucking difficult or a nightmare aren't. Uh, it's usually the people you're not expecting who are. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, fuck. When people say that people are being difficult, I kind of always go back to Mike Myers, where he, he just wanted... He was a creative, had creative control and just yep. wanted the things that he wanted. Like gangster. I, I want this song in there Mike, Mike, Mike Myers, and I'm going to walk away yeah. if I don't get it. And so that makes you a nightmare for standing up for creatively yeah. what you want. Yeah. So I, I, Mike Myers, uh, was a big one for me personally. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, always as a kid wanting to grow up and be on, on Siren Live. Yeah. Uh, at NYU, every Friday, they would bring in a celebrity to come and talk to your class. There was only like 20, 25 people in my class. Mm-hmm. And you got to sit there and you got to ask him anything you wanted to about acting. And it was private. So he comes in, okay. sits down, and uh, again, there's just 20 of us. And there's no cameras or none of that shit. So like, whatever is in that room and whatever he says is going to stay in that room. Mm-hmm. So he sits down and he goes, look, um, I could give you a spiel about my life and what I did and, and all this stuff. But he goes... It's not going to help you. Just ask me any fucking question you want, and I will answer you with 100% honesty about all this shit. And I was like, oh, man. So, I mean, I, dude, I started firing away. I right. was just like, me out of anyone in the room. And everybody knew in my class that, it, like, I was the funny one, and this was my fucking thing. So, like, I mean, I literally just fired away. I was just like, what happened when you got to SNL? And he was just like, you know what? They didn't even give me a fucking office. They didn't think I'd be there more than a year. Uh, I took a, a, it was, the computers didn't exist when he was on the show. So it was like, it was me, a yellow notepad. And I used to write by the elevator mm-hmm. and he goes, wrote all my own shit, all my own sketches, did everything for myself. And, uh, and he goes, I made those characters. I made those characters happen. Like, uh, and if you want to do anything in this life, write your own shit and make yeah. it happen yourself. That, that stuck with me for forever. That, that advice. And he goes, uh, he goes, cause he goes, look, if you work hard enough, you know, and you have talent. Um, but he's like, it's more hard work than talent. Um, you will, you will be able to say fuck you to those people. Um, cause when he got 20 million for the, I think it was the second Austin Powers movie mm-hmm. is what he said. He got $20 million and he, he said there was somebody who wasn't, uh, didn't believe in him in the past and said he was shitty or whatever. And, uh, he was like, he goes, literally, um, I, I, I laughed all the way to the fucking bank over and over and over again. Like, and he went back <laughs> yeah. and told this person and like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he was, he was a great guy, but he was, he was a fucking gangster, like made his own shit, made it happen himself. And uh, he was awesome. He was really, really awesome. Yeah. Uh, Matt Damon was another one that was awesome. I've heard he's really awesome. Man. And he was just like, shit. Same thing though. Wrote his own stuff, mm-hmm. made his own thing, made his own ticket. Like, it was kind of, cool. He was doing like little little bit parts here and there. Uh, he told this story about the some heroin movie he did where he was playing a soldier. Um, um, Saving Private 
Private Ryan. No, um, that was uh, uh, it was another movie. He was oh. a, a soldier who would come back from. I want to say it was like the Iraq, like uh, mm-hmm. I, f- I forget what mm-hmm. it was. Um, but anyways, he's on. Uh, he's hooked on heroin. Yeah, Saving Private Ryan was a World War II movie, by the way. Um, oh. so he's he's hooked on heroin, and he had to lose a bunch of weight for this movie, and it fucked him up. And he said nobody saw the movie, and he goes, uh, "Now I'm just stuck." Like. You know, and he goes, I-, I thought this was going to be my breakout role. Everybody was going to see it. And yeah. he was just like, I got to write my own fucking ticket. That was it. Yeah. Ended up doing oh, it. Um, I want to say like Meg Ryan or Jodie Foster. Somebody was in that movie, too. But uh, long time ago. Um, but yeah. I, 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 other than that, like, yeah, there's not a lot of there's, I don't think there's anybody else left. And there's nobody like I look up to now where I'm like. Oh fuck! I think that person's brilliant, and I'd like to to work with them, or meet with them, or talk okay. with them, or whatever. Um, to this day, out of everybody I've you know worked with or whatever, Barry Boswick is still the greatest actor ever of all time. Oh yeah, uh, that guy. Nobody will beat that guy. And I've worked with shit four or five Oscar winners, and hands down, he smokes everybody. Um, and and no one would ever believe that in a million years. You know, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, so. There's no, there's no open, a, there's no open invitation to anybody. Sorry, no. uh, he's talked to everybody he wants to talk to. Kind um, of, uh, no, no, but I mean, it's it's one of those. Is there why? Is there anybody for you? Well, no, I mean Anthony Bourdain, but he's not an actor. He's a no, food guy. I just said, listen, I didn't say actor. I said, is there anybody? Are you still over there trying to find that Matt Damon movie? Can't do it, can you? <laughs> no, I can't. Sharp as a tack on that computer. <laughs> can't find it. Uh, can't find it. Can't find it. So there, there's no other actor? There's not an actress or anything? Um, I, it used to be Claire Danes, but I feel like... Uh... You looked up to somebody your own age? What? You looked up to somebody your, your own age? Um, I think she's like maybe two years That's older. Right, but, but that's what I'm saying. You're, you're, you guys are relatively close in age. Mm-hmm. Within two years, I've never looked up to anybody my own age before, ever. I, I just I can't wrap my mind around that. I can't wrap my like mind around ha- somebody having the same lifespan and then me looking up to them for 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 accomplishments that they've made in the same lifetime that you've had. No, because it, if if they had done that, it was by a, a special circumstance. You know, like take DiCaprio; he's a few years older than me. Okay. Um, but he grew up as a child actor. I wasn't a child actor. So like all that experience and all that shit, like he was way ahead of the game, you know? Um, but there's nobody around my age where I was just like, oh shit. I look up to that person. It's just simply for the fact of life. It was always older people for me where I looked up to them because I was like, oh shit. I, I think because it was a full story and you could go back and check their history. Um, where it was like, oh, okay, you've had this long career. Yeah. Now you're able to look back on it, reflect, and then go back and say why. Why this happened? What were my fails? What were my wins? What were my things? And then I, I, I like that. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I could learn too much from somebody my own age, to, 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 be, to be frank about it. Um, okay. It's probably a weird thing, but uh, yeah, but it's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, strange. 
strange yeah. like that. You're a pretty, you're a pretty confident man. No, 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 no. I just, I just mean, you know, if I'm doing something or whatever it is, I don't, I don't like, not even like acting and all that other yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing something. I, uh, I like to, I like to feel that I'm on the same playing field with 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 everybody. Uh, you know, my age. I will say this though, d- directing. Sometimes I'm a little gun shy talking to uh, actors who've done hundreds of movies. Okay. Where yeah. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... giving direction for the simple fact you've seen them in so many things, you already automatically, you assume their greatness. And you're like, dude, why can't you just fucking do this? Cause you're great. Yeah. You've done 200 movies, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they, they still want direction. And that, that, may, that, that weirds me out sometimes where I'm just like, man, you really want direction on this? Like you're fucking <laughs> so-and-so like, yeah, but you know? they want to know what your vision is for that particular. Totally. But I guess me as an actor, like I always going into everything. I, ha- I had made my decisions, my choices, yeah. all of that stuff. If a di- like my best gigs were when the director never said shit to me. Yeah. And was just like, hey, man, go and do your thing. And I was like, oh, all right, right on. Uh, when I got a ton of direction, I was I wasn't, you know, too crazy happy because I, I didn't feel like I. I had anything to do with the creative process at that point. I'm just kind of regurgitating lines. Yeah. Um, but that's, hey, that's me. You know? Listen. That's me. That's Look you. at me rambling that's on you. like a schoolgirl. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we're, we're at that point in the show, kids. Uh, we talk about the, the revolutionary figure of the week. Uh, can I get a little drum roll, Jabes? <laughs> That's terrible. Can we can we insert some real drum roll? Oh god! Oh god! Uh, this week is actually two people. Um, it's a man and a woman. A man and a woman. God, <laughs> there's nothing like a man and a woman, is there? Uh, man's name is Carl Manick or Manich, uh, and the woman is her name is Helene Lohenheim. Uh, these two are German pharmaceutical chemists who, in 1920. Invented Vicodin. Oh, yeah! At the Knoll Industries in Germany. Thank you. Yeah, those fucking Germans, man. Uh, Uh, You know, look, kids. There was a there was a a studio head back in the day. Yeah, no. Well, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, you don't know. Do you have any? I don't. Okay, there was a there was a studio exec. Back in the '90s, that used to have Vicodin, Vicodin Fridays. Fridays, yeah, which which you get. You're like, oh, that's a that's a great thing. It's oh, a nice I thing. I think for it's your... amazing. Yeah. But I was trying to think. I you know more about that stuff than I do. So I was like, what? And I looked everywhere, like trying to find just a name. I'm gonna be honest. Thinking about this out loud, because um, I'm an out loud guy. Sure. Know? Uh, I'm off the cuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a wild card, if you mm-hmm. if you if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say three fourths of those studio execs raged anyways therefore it's too hard to narrow down uh there wasn't like one studio that was like oh we're the big partiers it was just like oh well you know in the 90s everybody i'm sure uh, you know i wasn't wasn't there but i'm sure they were all doing drugs um yeah so it, to, yeah. P- to, to pin down a specific one of who was that would was be the like guy, vicodin or friday the, or the gal yeah yeah that'd be too tough uh because there was, it was the, the, the rules were loose back then. Sure, quaaludes. Uh, yeah, like. yeah. They were they, look. The rules were loose. There was no emails. Yeah. There was no computers. Yeah. So you know, there was no camera phones. 
So if you did shit or told assistants to go do shit for you or bring you drugs or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Uh, there's, no, there's no trace of it. You can't go back on that. You just can't screenshot it. Can't leak an email. Right. Can't do anything. It's like, hey, right. Brian, go down to the fucking pharmacy and get me some fucking Vicodin. You know, Obamacare didn't exist, so you could still get, you could ask your doctor for whatever you wanted to back then. Hey, doc, I got a, I got a creaky knee. What's a yeah. creaky knee? I don't know. Uh, I was out, I was out uh, chasing grasshoppers with my child. Got a real creaky knee. <laughs> Gonna need some Vicodin. Uh, they, they, they just give you a round of 50. Yeah, go party. Go party with your creaky knee. Good luck with that creaky knee syndrome. I heard that creaky knee is everywhere these days. Old creaky knee. Old creaky knee McGee. Um, but uh, these days, you got to fight tooth and fucking nail to get a goddamn pill out of somebody. Yes. Yeah, so... It's a nightmare. Thanks, Obama. Mm. Uh, fuck. It's, you know. It does I, Look, I only, go, I only go to the doctor when I, when I need shit like that. And uh, uh, I, I can't remember the last time a doctor's openly like just, hey, here's some fucking pills. Um, yeah, you've got, yeah, you you've have got a, pain, like chronic pain. Not like too bad where now you're getting you need oxys. A, yeah, but, you need an MRI. Oh. They got to call your grandparents, let them know you're You'll, taking that. You know, you go to the pharmacy. The pharmacist is now going to call your doctor. Uh, they'll, they'll give you one, one in a bottle. And it's like, go no. back to your doctor and see if you're still in pain. Then we'll give you a refill. And then you go, oh, the refill of that, just that one. I get one more, one more pill. Yes, you get one more pill. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess it's that's time. That's my dog. That's Regal Beagle. It's time to go. That's my dog, Regal Beagle. Uh, that means there's someone at the back gates. Oh, boy. We better go check it out. Maybe it's a neighbor with one single Vicodin. Uh, uh, I don't know. Dream. Yeah. Dream. Uh, listen, kids. It's, it's been a fun one. I'm Ross Patterson for Jesse Wiseman and Regal Beagle, who you just heard barking up a storm. This is Ross Patterson's Revolution.